Hi, welcome to another episode of Postgrad Space with me, Valerie Odiambo. Now, on Life Spaces, we often fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up, and that's basically how life is. And sometimes we end up with quotes like, um, silly life. <laughs> because life is so unpredictable, but in the process of making life we end up building resilience in our relationships in our businesses and on this week's episode i am speaking to tawali mumba who is a master of his own trade be it in it events sound and lighting i mean this guy is a jack of all trades if i should call it that way and he shares his story of how he got to build his own resilience and he is still doing that even as he strives to become a better person listen on growing up i was always into aviation and the likes um and so i wanted to get into aeronautical engineering you know uh, just work on aircrafts not necessarily fly them but just know the mechanics and uh, get to you know um do the engineering bit of it all uh of course uh, <laughs> as some uh, of us uh, do have that experience you grow up with one dream and you end up in another <laughs> in another uh, life altogether yeah but not too far off um i mean uh, i did it in university it's it's not too far off from i i still had the technological aspect of it uh, sorted out or covered so was it like um uh, you didn't want to get the theoretical part of the knowledge that was uh, shared with us more of the practicality of it i actually wanted to have it all if i may say yeah um and now that i didn't uh, get into aeronautical engineering but of course it's not too late could still get into it i still find myself doing quite a bit of uh, research and reading on just aviation yeah the aviation world so you've said you studied information systems yes i did information systems uh technology at the at the um, usiu united states international university how was that experience wow it, it was <laughs> it was different i have always considered myself a laid back uh, uh kind of person yeah and going to this university really opened my eyes to a different world if i may put it that way you know those are a lot going on for example um dress code something as simple as dress code coming from the coast i enjoyed walking around in open shoes you know sandals <laughs> open shoes and i would yeah. find, find myself, myself every yeah. now and then going to class in open shoes and and then uh, a few of my friends kept being puzzled i could see it in their faces but they never spoke it but eventually one guy actually asked me do you have a problem with your feet or is it that you <laughs> can't afford shoes why are you always in sandals and uh, open shoes it's just me i just like it that way you know yeah it was an eye opener kind of thing yes yes uh, culture shock you know um the full works that goes on in university <laughs> especially if you're a laid back person yeah 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 
so you you've done these information systems from first year to fourth year yes. and then you are done with school what next um so for me transitioning from university um into the i don't know if i should call it adulthood wasn't too too complicated because i started working when i was in my second year when i was finishing my second year i started off working at a cyber so i would work half day okay yeah uh, uh the beauty about usiu then i don't know if it still happens now but i could uh, choose uh whether to take morning classes mm. or to take afternoon classes you know um there's a bit of flexibility in terms of uh how you schedule your, your classes so i would either work in the morning then go to school in the afternoon or work in the afternoon uh and go to school in the morning so it was not a juggle where you needed to be in class maybe from 8 to 5 then do your thing no no mm. not really um and I had a really good um understanding with the, uh, my boss then and you know I told him I'm in school so my schedule will be changing every now and then and he was okay with it we worked out a formula and um, it worked out pretty much yeah so from second year you said you started working and that continued after graduation or after graduation you got something better you know when you're done in school you're always looking for something better <laughs> yes um so uh i started working at a cyber in yes. my second year you know mm. not a very prestigious job but uh you know it gave me my fare um and then once in a while i would also do taxi uh you know the bolt and the uber kind of Uh, back then <laughs> there was no bolt or uber so uh it was fixed schedules i ah. i preferred airport route it had good money then it had good money uh so every now and then i would just tell guys hey if you have an airport uh trip kindly let me know i can drop you off i can come pick you up from the airport you know mm. i'll just spread the word to my cousins and my friends and just the people around me and tell them please tell a friend if they need a ride to the airport that would uh would help me uh, quite a bit in terms of just my own upkeep. And uh, so we st- I started off uh, at the cyber and somewhere along the way uh, with my then boss we ventured into IT consultancy way before I even graduated. So by the time I was graduating um, I was just transitioning into full-time employment at the same same um, organization. organization. Yeah, yeah. What was your day to day kind of activity when you when you talk of IT consultancy maybe someone is thinking okay maybe it's fixing and repairing computers <laughs> how was how was your day to day kind of um it it is it was pretty much that uh ensuring um clients computers are uh, functioning as mm. they were built to uh ensure, ensuring that uh, systems in the organization in the client uh, organizations were running as expected running servers for our clients um for those that uh, did not have it departments and preferred to outsource them mm. um so you know ensure that everyone is receiving their emails uh, everyone has access to the server you know mm. um it, just the basics of running an organization's uh, IT department but as a consultant yeah yeah and how long did you do this 
till maybe your next gig or are so, you still doing it <laughs> <laughs> i still do consultancies but i resigned from my employment then at uh, in 2013 i resigned from the um organization then i was i was balancing it and events yeah. uh, at the time i had a passion I do have a passion rather for events so from way back I would still do events over the weekends or in the evenings when I'm off work um get myself into productions and and the likes you know Do you continue to do the same thing with your uh, with your guy in terms of consulting for IT or what what next for your life <laughs> Yeah, so I quit 2013 uh uh started off um uh, a farm an IT farm. Okay. Uh as well as an event farm and I was juggling between the two and uh I hooked up uh, with the two friends and we started off a partnership three of us and when I left employment I was given severance and I had my own savings. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> A thing about life is that uh, there's always a lesson to learn every day. Yeah. And yeah. then I had a big lesson to learn because I put all my savings and all my severance into this new business mm. and it was looking very lucrative. The returns were looking all good. The projections were, you know, uh everything was just dazzling and I was so excited and would you believe it all the money went down the drain. <laughs> wow. Everything I had went down the drain. Um I was married by then and um I was supporting the house single-handedly and I put in everything and it all went down the drain. So you can imagine. That's why I say life uh <laughs> has lessons. It has lessons every single day. Um so yeah, I con- uh I didn't give up yeah. uh then um I continued uh with the business picked up uh, pieces where we were uh, I was not the only one affected my partners also um had put in their all yeah uh some uh one was affected more than the other and we helped each other out uh, every now and then and we got you know we got to build the the farm slowly from from there I, I know as young people we tend to look at these deals and be like yes this is the next big thing i know we do projections in our minds yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we don't maybe consult or just uh, do thorough research yes. was that something you encountered as you are creating this brand or this niche that you've gone into um we had done our research Yeah. Uh we took time actually I think we took about 4 months you know just checking uh, uh the market testing the market we even asked questions you know we did the whole fine we didn't print questionnaires but we went around asking people you know would you buy into this would you buy into this I don't know if it was the people we were asking that gave <laughs> us the wrong feedback or what but you know <laughs> at the end of it we were convinced that this is what we should invest in um, yes. as a team and we did and it failed you know failed miserably it didn't just fail it failed miserably Now I've 
as you've said. I was the sole breadwinner in our house. Yes, yes. you are the sole breadwinner and your business has failed. Yeah. Was that a low moment for you? Uh, interestingly enough, it wasn't. I find I was financially down. Yeah. But mentally, psychologically and physically, I had energy. You know, ideas kept popping and I kept pushing. And I had good support. I had good support from friends. I had good support from family. You know, mm. um, I had a good support system and that really helped out quite a bit. At that moment, did you think of getting back into employment? Oh, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did quite a number of applications, yeah. went for a few interviews, you know, got the usual, we're sorry, we can't take you at this time, or you're overqualified, or you don't have enough qualification. One response of the other that you normally get from yeah. interviews, yeah? Yeah, so I did do a couple of interviews, um, but my aim was not to get out of the business. My aim was to find an alternative source of income mm. that would still support the business. And how did that go? Um, <laughs> I never got employed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's to for date. sure. To date, I never got employed. Mm -hmm. um, but I have gotten consultancies every now and then. Uh, I thank God for that. Every time one ends and I'm like, where is the next one coming from? Mm -hmm. um, I end up getting one. And that has helped quite a bit. And that's my own personal consultancies, apart from what I do with the IT firm and the events business. So basically, if one income is down, you you hope for the next to get better. Exactly, exactly. But how has that gone for you during this COVID period? Because I know that with your skill set and the economy and COVID times, yeah. It is difficult. Um, so an incident happened uh, some time back yeah. um, that I think, if you ask me, prepared me for COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. So after failing uh, at the onset of the business and um, I didn't have consultancies then, uh, we started picking up and things uh, started uh, going as planned, if I may put it that way. And consultancies were coming, personal consultancies were coming, business was picking, events was picking as well. So I'm, I more or less had three uh, sources of income, you know. Um, then as a country, we went through a period, yeah. post-election violence. violence. Uh, I didn't see it coming. No, I was it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing well yes. at the time and, uh, you know, things were flowing pretty much okay. Mm. Um, and uh, just to clarify, this is not the 2007 post-election violence. This was a period where there was uh, back and forth and we had to do the election again. That would be 20... Because the presidency... No, that was in 2017. Yeah, that was it's in actually 20, recent. <laughs> yeah, 2017, uh, where we had to do an election again because the high court had, you know, uh, nullified the initial elections, presidential elections. Um, a lot went wrong at that time. And things started going down, <laughs> spiraling down, if I may put it that way. Um, sadly, I didn't realize it early enough. So I thought, okay, this is just a passing phase. So, you know, I'll just um, 
I got into a trap which I believe many uh, adults out there get into. Mm. Like, okay, fine, I can't handle this now, so let me borrow from here and put here so that I can be able to sustain this. And in the meantime, I need to pay for this, so let me borrow from here so that I can repay this so that this continues being sustained, you know. And it became a cycle, and I dug myself into a hole. Mm. I dug myself into a, a debt hole. And by the time I was realizing I'm in too deep, I feel it was a bit too late. Yeah. <laughs> and I had contracts getting cancelled, you know, left, right and center, jobs not coming through, you know, uh, payments being slashed, you know. Mm. Uh, it was pretty messy. It was pretty messy. And having, having um, risen from the time when I started off the business, I didn't think such a thing would happen again. So, you know, I was doing well mm. financially, uh, um, and things were flowing. So I didn't anticipate and it, I didn't plan for it. I didn't expect it. And so I didn't manage it well. Yeah. And I hit rock bottom at that point. This is again, uh, because in, is it 2007 when, when you left 2009 or oh, wait, 2013 is when I left. Is when you left, and you had hit rock bottom. It wasn't. It wasn't as painful as this period. I'm assuming. No, it was not. Uh, I had energy then. You know, I I I had everything going apart from the finances. I had everything else going. Ideas were flowing, but this time round, I didn't have anything flowing. There were uh, ideas run out. Yeah. Um, mentally, physically, psychologically, I was exhausted. Financially, I was in the negative. You know, and yeah, it was pretty much the full rock bottom. Tell me about your emotional state at that period, because I feel like so many of us get into debts without wanting. Yeah. It could be you're trying to pay fee yes. because you ate it yes. <laughs> <laughs> and borrowed from Tala or yeah. Branch, yeah. and then it becomes difficult to pay and you find yourself into depression. Yeah. How was that for you? Did, did you get into depression? I honestly did. <laughs> I honestly did, and uh, it was it was pretty tough. And considering I had not um, experienced such a thing, so I didn't even know that I was in I was in depression at the time. Mm. Um, yeah, it's only until later I realized, <laughs> wow, dude, uh, <laughs> you need to pick yourself up. Um, there are people who are looking up to you. I I had two children then. Um, and you know, I was like, they need to feed, they need clothes, they need a roof. So you do, you need to pick yourself up. I have a wife I need to take care of, you know? Um, so yeah. How did you realize that you needed to, to pick yourself up? Cause I feel like for most of us, when we get into depression after things are so bad, I, I don't know. It's like, uh. A bell, <laughs> I don't know. Something just makes you get out of it, or it was a self-realization moment for you that you need to do this. So um I started off something then which I still do from time to time, even now. I went back home. Okay. Not moved in with my parents, but I took time to go and just sit. Um 
at home <laughs> and uh, you know just chat with the folks see how they're doing i didn't tell them my problems mm. they ha- they probably have no clue what i went through during <laughs> that time you know um i'll just go and sit and you know just chat with them uh, find out how how life was back in the day and just listen to the stories mm-hmm. and that helped me to reflect quite a bit on what i was, what was going on in my life and yeah i took time uh to to do that and i felt that was a point at which ideas started flowing again and my energy started getting back so it was like i don't i don't want to call it a happy place but it was yeah. a place of um <laughs> picking myself up exactly yeah yeah mm. so and i do it nowadays very often i i take time every now and then to just go home and just sit sit and then like have uh look at the world from outside a different perspective <laughs> a different perspective, perspective. Mm. yeah so, so that's that's how i managed to to kind of pull it off so you you've been down you've been depressed you've gone to your happy place if i should call it that way <laughs> Then what next? How do you come out from this situation that you're in? <laughs> um so at the time there was a lot of pressure for you should apply for a job, you know. Um everyone is like, "Hey, what's happening, Bana? You guy, um, you know, uh, you don't look like you are doing very well, you know." Uh So there's a lot of pressure for apply for a job. There's a job opening here, there's a job opening there. But I have a dream to build something that will sustain me into retirement. You know? And it's not in in a house. It's it's not building up an, a house that will pay me rent when I have retired. No, I want to have an establishment that I can easily retire and say I started off this and I can eat off it even if I have retired, you know? Yeah. And and look back and say, "Hey, I achieved this." So that was not my plan to get into employment then, so that um if at all employment came, it would be to supplement my business. Not the other way around. Like I would not get employment then have business to supplement my lifestyle or that kind of a thing. If I was to get full-time employment, it would be to supplement your business. My my business. How do you block the noise that comes <laughs> from you know when you're told that you go into employment these are people you know of these yes. are people who are close yes you don't want to disappoint them but you also don't want to disappoint yourself how do you block the noise that comes from from within um it's not easy mm uh the one thing is that you need to maintain your focus you need to maintain your focus whether things are good or bad you maintain your focus and see the end goal so even if uh you have um your parents or your siblings or your friends telling you um boss you need to you need to get this going you need to get that going you say okay fine thank you so much for that um but in your mind you know what you're trying to achieve it really helps a lot to block out the noise mm. yeah not as easy as it sounds but it does help it does help yeah yeah so do you think that you holding on to your standard you holding on to your focus has enabled you to 
be where you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. Um, it has kept me going. It has uh, allowed me to also appreciate um, the different, the the different uh, career moves that people make. Mm-hmm. It may seem simple, but when you are like on my end and you look at what's going on uh, in other people's lives, you tend to appreciate career moves that people make. Mm. And I strongly believe that people should stick to the career uh, to the career that they believe in. There's, I, I, I'm of the notion that you don't need to be a nurse or a lawyer or an engineer because your parents say so mm-hmm. yeah if anything that can be your side hustle maybe your main job but you can still make it your side hustle such that at the end of the day you still do what um what you believe in what your passion is even if it means you'll be doing it at night yeah yeah if it's you know it's in the events industry it's uh, DJing or it's in the arts generally which in our country sadly are looked down upon you know mm. You can still get to do that um, on the side, yeah. I know when people think of consultancy jobs, they they just look at it as something on the side. They don't actually see it as as a job. Yeah. Well, because you don't have um, insurance yes. as provided by your employer or other benefits that employees get, that the nine-to-five employees get. For someone getting into this space, what what should they expect? So, um, <laughs> one thing that uh, I I learned to do and has worked for me, kind of, you do your project, you get your pay, and you sort out your bills first thing. Even if it means uh, two months rent or three months rent, you pay that off, get it off your head, so you know uh, I'm not gonna be kicked out, and no one is gonna come knocking at my door and telling me. Um, you you know you need to pay up you need to pay up get those things done so that you don't have that headache plan yourself well if you plan yourself well you get to, to pay your own medical cover you get to plan your leave you get to plan your your holidays you know um a lot of people have wondered why every now and then I've, you know taken off yeah <laughs> every now and then i've taken off it's because I'm able to plan my own time as a consultant, you know, get the job done and and um, take off, go do whatever whatever else needs to be done, and and then get back into you know into other businesses. Into other business, yeah. So for a young person who's out there, maybe trying to pick themselves up again from whatever mess they could be in, what advice would you give such a person? Maybe they don't have a happy place as you have. Yeah. Or maybe they are looking at their problem to be bigger than it is. How would you advise them? Get a support system. Mm-hmm. It may not come from the quarters you're looking at. It may not come from your parents. It may not come from your siblings. It may not come from your friends. Um, find a support system. There's always a support system out there. Yeah. Yeah. If you are able to identify it, Hold on to that support system. It means a lot, especially during the lows, during the low moments. Yeah, it doesn't have to be <clears throat> financial help, but just that psychological help. It goes a long way to keeping you alert and 
uh, and keep ideas flowing for you. Yeah. Because when you are um, an entrepreneur, yeah. ideas are what sustain you. The moment you run out of ideas, you are in trouble. Mm. So even if you have one thing going right now and it's going very well, you still need to have a backup of, you know, two, three ideas of how you can switch up your business, how you can improve your business. The ideas need to keep flowing. Now, that can't happen if you do not have a support system. Every episode of Postgrad Space teaches me that adulting is not a destination, but rather it's a journey filled with experiences. And every story that people tell enables me to get this. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode as I have. And don't forget to rate it, to review it, and to share with your friends and your loved ones. Till next time, guys. Ciao.